The news, when it broke, was better than many had expected. The Belfield ballot had delivered not just a clear majority of those who cast their votes, but a definitive one, 98%. There had been fears, with all the activity, publicity and constant repetition over several months by the campaign to save Belfield Church for the community, that some people might have thought the battle already won. Thankfully, that did not come to fruition. In total, just under 3,000 people took the time to fill in the ballot paper and return it to the Electoral Reform Society, which managed the count. It meant that Kirsten MacDonald-Scott, Mary Campbell and Morag Donaldson, three members of the campaign team, were delighted by the result. Kirsten first. We had no way of knowing what the percentage would be, so it's been fantastic to get such a strong and positive response. It just shows that the community is very strongly in support of this venture. Well, after all, there have been community meetings taking place over the last months, in fact, of which you've had a really good turnout, haven't you? Absolutely. Every event that we've had has been very strongly supported, either online or with people physically attending. Mary Campbell, can I bring you in at this point? Because you have been behind the the process in which uh, everything went out. So you just explain what, what was actually involved. The ballot was actually done by the electoral reform services and they're paid by the government to conduct the ballot in what's considered a very fair way. So we just needed to make sure that everyone in the community would be aware that this was coming because it's a very plain envelope that everybody had and the contents inside were very boring and had none of the branding that they were used to. So we designed a postcard that was very nice to look at so that hopefully people would look at it and read it in that postcard we told them that they were going to be getting a very, very plain envelope and that they should open it and return it straight away because we were also worried about the timing of the Royal Mail getting all the ballots out and the Royal Mail getting all the ballots back. So we wanted to make sure people understood that they should return it as quickly as possible. We asked for volunteers to help deliver the leaflets and we got nearly 30 volunteers and each of them said that they would be willing to knock on doors as they were delivering. When they could, if people were in, they would chat to them as well and just make them really aware of how important this was to our process just so that people really understood what was happening. How concerned were you though that with all the activity that's gone on that people might have felt well it was a done deal already? That was a definite risk because obviously there have been various points that we've celebrated along the way various key moments like getting the right to buy with the petition or getting the funding there have been a lot of kind of celebratory events that may have made it seem more like it was a done deal than it was so we had to work really hard and we had like emails and twitter and facebook posters everywhere we had a big banner at the crossroads just to make everyone aware that there was another key moment coming up i think there was just about something on social media every single day (laughs) yeah that's us comms team (laughs) well we really wanted people to get this message about how important it was and we really appreciated how many people in the community added a twibbon or posted pictures of themselves returning the ballot envelope because it really kind of generated a sense of this is really something you should be doing and a bit of a buzz let's bring in morag donaldson as well morag i guess that okay you've still got the minister to uh, finally sign it off but now the hard work really begins doesn't it Yes, obviously, but we still have a slight delay until we negotiate a date of sale. We do need to prepare ourselves for a lot of work in the building itself, I suspect, and then trying to negotiate with local groups who would want to use it and make sure they're aware it's available to be used as soon as we can, you know. 
at each stage we seem to come to a lull and then all of a sudden we're all systems go again and it's good that the community have got behind us on this one. What sort of organisations are you hoping will use this particular building? Well, there are a lot of local groups who meet regularly, like um, youth groups like Scouts and, and uniformed organisations, but there are things like country dancing, there are historical society. I mean, I personally have a wee bit of an axe to grind in as much as I would like to see some visual displays of our historic material in Portobello. I am probably a fairly old residenter of this area and so know a fair bit about the history and it's an exciting history for Portobello and people I think would like to see, know the story So, plus I think we will have facilities to be able to offer room and accommodation for family events, you know, weddings parties, funerals you know, just the general everyday life activities that people have throughout their entire life. So it's an opportunity and it's a, a very central venue for that. Kirsten, I'll come back to you right now. There's a lot of work been going has gone in to the plans for developing this building. Well, we've got quite clear um, kind of business plan and different phased pieces of work that we aim to undertake, and it's a, a five-year projected business plan, but that very much de- depends on raising the funds that we need for each project. It's all money, unfortunately, and lots of hard work still to be done. Mary Campbell, just to, to finish with, this is also quite an historic moment, isn't it? Because this... Assuming the Minister agrees with the 98% of those who returned their ballots, this will be the first for Scotland, an urban buyer. Yes, so although urban communities have received funds to buy buildings and land before, we'll be the first ones that have used the new legislation that was introduced in April last year that meant that if the seller was wanting to put it on the open market, the community got a chance to buy it first and this was and this will be really exciting and I know already that we're inspiring other groups around Edinburgh who want to buy out their own buildings like London Street Church or the Sick Kids Hospital so it'll be really exciting to see where this is going to go. Thank you all three of you very much indeed I can anticipate that there will be yet another celebration in a few days or a few weeks time. Thank you all. Thank you very much. Thank you.